Welcome to the next session of our study, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. I'm really excited about this session and I think it's going to be some, have some great practical information for us. So to start with, I want you to think about what is one of the most ridiculous things that you have ever seen people argue about online. <laughs> What's one of the most ridiculous things that you've ever seen people argue about online? Now, I know if you know me, um, you know something about me that I have a favorite burger place. And it's a, it's a place that is near and dear to my heart. And I believe firmly with all of my heart that Whataburger is the best burger in the world. Now, sometimes... I'll post a photo of me and my family at Whataburger, or sometimes I'll, I'll share a memory of my last trip to Whataburger, and someone will inevitably argue on my post that they disagree and think that Whataburger's not that great. And then we get into this argument about who has the best burger. It's ridiculous! Now that's just a silly example. I know when I ask what's the most ridiculous thing you've seen people debate on the internet, you probably had some, some topics pop into your mind that you've seen recently. Maybe you've got some family members and it's their favorite thing in the world to quarrel on Facebook. And you just go and grab your popcorn and read the comments and watch them argue with each other. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious. And, and I think we all have experienced that. We've all seen that. So, so we're going to kind of get our minds going down that path. And I want you to think about, um, you know, think about when was a time that you saw something online that made you upset? And, and then think about how sometimes we respond and react to that. Now, I think we, would, we, we, we wouldn't necessarily want to say that, oh, I, I get mad and I, and I jump on and I start posting too. We don't have to admit to that. We're, we're, we're family. We're tight. So we don't have to do that right now. But you can understand what I'm saying. Those, those even simple, fun debates about the best burger sometimes can get really harsh. And sometimes they get really uncomfortable. And, and it seems like people are angry. And, and it's almost like they're angrier than they used to be. Or they're, they're more angry and upset online than they ever would be in person. The, the point for this session and the, the way that our phone is changing us for this session is we become harsh to one another. We become harsh to one another. By now, we would all agree and we all understand that social media is not real life. But let's review that subject again. There's an Instagram influencer and a model named Inessa O'Neill. And she has a quote that's really interesting. She says, it's purely contrived images and edited clips ranked against each other regarding social media. It's a system based on social approval, on likes and dislikes, validation and views, success and followers. It's perfectly orchestrated judgment. And we as believers are definitely guilty at times of judging others and even calling them out online. The first thing I want us to think about, and this is, a, this is one of your blanks if you have your sheet, is confrontation. How should we handle situations where we know another person is wrong? 
Or, or maybe we know that that other person is sinning against God, specifically when they're posting it online. That's a great question. And just like many things in life, I believe we can look to Scripture. Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17 says what we can do, and it gives us a pretty good script to follow. Starting in verse 15, it says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault. Between you and him alone. <laughs> Not in the comment section. Between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Again, not hundreds of people on your social media site by two or three. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he re refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So there are some steps here. How should this passage shape the way we think about online disagreements? If a brother or sister in Christ has sinned against you, go and tell them in private. Don't put them on blast for the whole online world to see. And if that private conversation doesn't work, then share with a trusted friend. And then with church leaders. If the wrongdoer refuses to repent, he is no longer to be treated as a brother in Christ. I mean, Scripture kind of lays it out clearly. Now, do we take those steps typically? No. We go straight to bashing them online. Or we, we, instead of telling one or two close friends to help restore that person, we just spread our news all over the place. Social media has made private business public. For those of us who are not directly involved in a situation, we must practice self-restraint and not insert ourselves or our comments into the situations that we see. Texting and messaging has made information instant. What once would blow over between visits with friends now festers. It festers as, as these people, these acquaintances, these friends, they share dirt on one another. We cover over these sins we see online, not so they can fester in silence, but so that those directly involved in the situation can deal with the sins in light of God's script. In light of that Matthew chapter 18 script. In fact, as the verse makes very clear, the conclusions of two or three believers who are called to that particular situation bear far greater weight in God's eyes than those of two or three hundred people filled with anger and judgment egging each other on in the Facebook comments. In an age when anyone can share or publish dirt on anyone, we must know that spreading antagonistic messages with the intent of provoking hostility without any desire for resolution is what the world calls trolling. <laughs> Check this out. The New Testament has a word for it too. It's not trolling. The Bible calls it slander. So number one is confrontation. Number two is slander. James chapter 4 is loaded with wisdom on how Christians are to handle the dirt that we have on each other, including slander. James chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, it says, Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge. He who is able to save and destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? 
The word for slander in the Greek language literally means to speak against. And listen how the Amplified Version translates that passage, James chapter 4, verse 11. It says, Believers, do not speak against or slander one another. He who speaks self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother hypocritically speaks against the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. So what does slander look like in real life? Slander is not necessarily a false report or lie but an against report. The intent is to belittle someone else, to mock, to hurt, to harm, to destroy. Most people think it's okay to convey negative information if it's true. We know that lying is wrong or immoral, but do we think passing along damaging truth is immoral? Many Christians want to use the, the, the idea of exposing the truth as an excuse for gossip or undermining someone's character, when really it's just an excuse to slander them. So how do these verses govern the dirt that we have on other people? Well, James chapter 4 is really just a restatement of the ninth commandment, not to bear false witness against your neighbor. See, sometimes public scandals call for public rebuke, but generally, a sin inside the local church, like a moral failure, divisiveness, or doctrinal errors, need to be handled inside the church, according to these Matthew 18 and James chapter 4 scripts. When sins are committed by people outside of our local church, or the sins are public or criminal and require civil authorities, we must cooperate with the proper people. Okay, We've got to understand that. We need to cooperate with the authorities and the proper channels to expose truth. But God's way instructs us to approach the person in private first with the purpose of resolution, forgiveness, or restoration. So, so let me just make sure this is very clear. We're not talking about sinful things that, um, that, that break the law. When, when, there's, when there are laws that are broken and, and harm being done, then the proper channels need to be followed and civil authorities need to be called in to handle those things. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about those naggy, little, secret, frustrating, sinful things. that are They're not against the law. The police aren't going to arrest you for them. But we all understand that they're sinful. We, we need to approach those people in private instead of blowing them up on their social media page. It boils down to your intention. Do you want to get even or make the other person look bad? Or because of your love and care for them, do you want to see them restored and forgiven? So our, our tip, our 12 ways tip for this session, before posting something online, ask yourself, would my action violate Matthew chapter 18 or James chapter 4? Pastor Matt Chandler said, our culture is looking for something to be angry, frustrated, and outraged about. We thrive on pessimism. That is so true today. We are looking for trouble. We are looking for drama. Instead, as children of the sovereign king, we have no cause for pessimism because we have already won. We are victorious in Christ. So don't participate in the call-out culture. We have every reason to joyfully and optimistically stick to God's script for confronting others. And it is never ever in the comments section 
online. The change for this session, use God's word to honor, love, and care for one another. Because we're all sinners, and we all fail, and we all sit against each other, but we all need each other.